Welcome to the No Bad Karma Podcast. Today is July 6th, 2022, and I had a great experience today that encouraged me to uh, record an episode. So if it's your first time here, uh, let me tell you what today's subjects are, uh, first of all, and then we'll we'll get to that. Uh, I want to talk about your last impression. That's subject number one. Subject number two, help favors relationships and entitlement, sense of entitlement. Uh, Number three, kicking them when they're down. And number four, bitterness, uh, bitterness and frustration versus anger. So. I started to say, if it's your first time here, it's a great time to recap what this podcast is all about, because those topics today relate directly to it. And uh, this No Bad Karma podcast is about right now, uh, the seven year period in my life, 2016 through 2022. Uh, 16 and 18, uh, were, uh, when I went out to be a sugar daddy one more time and that quickly turned into an affair and then a relationship and then a breakup and toxic relationship. Uh, and I referred to her as a pizza baby in 19, I, uh, quit drinking pizza baby exited the picture pasta baby and her sister entered the picture and i became kind of an unintentional uh sugar daddy with that relationship and in there you know when pizza baby left i lost everything the first time and also in 19 i finalized some details for my divorce which which caused me to lose everything a second time fast forward to 20 Pasta baby goes uh, toxic because uh, she doesn't, in my opinion, address her underlying mental health issues for about three months. I don't know how to manage that because I'm recovering myself from quitting drinking. So that ends. I lose everything yet again, three times now. And uh, by the end of the year, all the Christians in my life who I had really anchored my recovery with uh, turn their back on me. So then 21 and 22 is about my recovery in real time. And in 21 is when I started recording the episodes uh, going back to 16. So the episodes are published a little out of order. Uh, We're in the process of organizing the website where you can find them all by theme and year, etc. But this is a great follow up and uh, to, to my last episode, Living Your Brand, because getting to today's topics, your last impression, uh, you know, if let's take three areas of life, personal relationships, uh, business relationships, and then, you know, the personal life slash business relationships, things that aren't like, you know, dating or friends or family, but, uh, and not business, but the other things. And if I think about my last impression, uh, of, uh, pizza baby, you know, it's not good. If I think about my last impression of pasta baby, it's not good. And I know her last impression of me is not good. And then I recently talked about Jane Jetson, another relationship I had. And, uh, I, I, uh, uh, you know, (laughs) mutual last impression is not good. It's a, it's a, it was a relationship over text more than it was in person and uh break up without 
uh, even having conversations is, you know, last impressions uh, leave something. Uh, but on the other hand, the first impression, you know, is what we're always talking about. But what? But when it comes in and when I talk about living your brand, it's about making the first impression. But your last impression is how you remember people. The last impression they leave on you or you leave on them. And that's not always good. You know, in uh, uh, business, uh, there's a saying in, in the consulting world, but it applies to to really anything. You're only as good as your last project. And at work, you're only as good as your last assignment. You're only as good as your last day of work. I mean, that's what people think of when they think of you. And, uh, you know, if it's an off day, it stands out. If it's, uh, but they're going to think of you like that. Now, they might know it's an off day. But if it continues, then that's the impression you leave, right? And in your personal business life, what happened to me is today I am a was a victim of the last impression I left on someone. And it's a shame because I know I'm different, just like if I went back uh, to, to Pizza Baby today and I compared her to the last impression she left on me, I know she's probably different and I know she's grown and, and I know there are things about her that are probably the same, but, but you know, I've grown as a person and realized that's different. Same with uh, uh, Pasta Baby, but the, the, you know, but you leave these impressions and whether or not you quote unquote forgive people. Oh, I'm dead to my ex-wife. That's the last impression I left on her. But getting back to what happened to me today and, and, and I'll call it my personal business life, I needed a favor. And that's why I want to talk about help, favors, relationships and entitlement next. I needed a favor from my bank and it I've needed five digit favors from my bank before. This was not a five digit favor. And uh, uh, I've banked there five years and I've had a relationship with the manager of that bank for 20 years and uh, or nearly 20 years. And I needed a favor and I expected a no and I got a no. But the reason it stood out was because, you know, I know the industry. I do work for clients in that industry for companies in that industry have had clients that are subject to banking regulations i know where there's gray area and when there's not i know what they can do and what they can't i know how much managers are are empowered usually and not and the mission statement of this bank is the, the very first bullet is our customers perceive the bank as a partner in achieving their financial goals and I went to this bank five years ago because I needed help. I My life had fallen apart because my uh, wife had filed for divorce and my financial life was falling apart and I needed a new bank. And I had a check I had to put in because I needed money to start building my life again. And I went to this bank and this guy, even though I knew I wasn't their target customer, because I thought he could help me. And he did. And they did. And I appreciated that. And 
uh, and then f- fast forward to, to let's fast forward to today and talk about favors, asking for help, favors, relationships and entitlement for a minute. And then I'll circle back because my ex-wife used to say during tough times in our marriage, you hate asking for help. And that's true because people do hate asking for help. And she was right about me. I absolutely hated asking for help when I needed it. And that was rooted in my drinking and why I didn't. Uh, and, And now I will. But sometimes you need to. But that doesn't mean you go around asking for money and stuff like that all the time. That's not the type of help I'm talking about. I mean, you need a favor. You need to be an exception to the rule. And But here's the thing. Don't ask for one if you can't. Uh, 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 <laughs> if you can't make good on it don't say can you cover this item going through my account today like I was asking until tomorrow when I know I can cover it I, you know I, I, I'm not asking because I'm I mean I've known the guy for 20 years I've Every time I've asked him for a favor, I've come through. But that's the other point. You can't, you know, ask for a favor and expect it to be extended more than once. And that's why also when someone asks you for a favor, you should think twice before saying no, but never grant a favor and expect something in return. The Godfather is my favorite movie. And think about The Godfather. If you go and say, oh, Godfather, I'm going to make good on this $3,000 that I owe you and you don't, you know, think of, have that attitude with it. But, you know, help favors relationships and entitlement. Asking for help is one thing and people hate to ask for help. Favors should be granted to others unconditionally. Don't expect anything in return. But now you have relationships. And when I talk about relationships, I'm talking about any kind of relationship, a relationship at work, family, whatever. And that's where help and favors and things like that become uh, grayer areas for some people because they ask for things, uh, they take advantage of relationships and ask for help, uh, uh, when they know they can't make good or they, and then the relationship gets damaged or they don't understand that somebody's offering help because they value the relationship, uh, uh, and they value, you know, friendship or whatever it is and uh it becomes a grayer area but here's what you can't do you can't develop a relationship in order to get a favor that's the difference between i mean think of networking networking is going out making yourself known talking to people you know building relationships in order to find opportunities. You're building relationships in order to find opportunities. That is the only time you should be building relationships in order to find opportunities. Networking. Don't do it. Don't 
if you have a relationship and it presents an opportunity, you should absolutely have no qualms about taking advantage of that. But the only time you should be going out and building those relationships is when you're job hunting or networking or something in order to take advantage of an opportunity. And you should. You should do those things. You just shouldn't do it at the expense of people. So that leads me to kicking them when they're down. I, obviously, I'm in business for myself or, or that's part of how I make money. And uh, I had this friend in real life who I've ex-friended, um, uh, who I'll call Sam. And uh, Sam, I ex-friended a couple of years ago because uh, I felt he was just an irresponsible person when it came to uh COVID and I had people in my life dying from it and uh, COVID was at a max and, 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 you know, I have no problems with people not getting vaccinated, but that's, you're, you're entitled to not get vaccinated, but to just have a wedding reception where people are obviously a mess and then, you know, and being COVID ignorant, it, it was just too much. And uh, he kind of, he kind of screwed me in watching his dogs. And, I, and, and uh, you know, I, I just unfriended him in real life because I realized our friendship wasn't valuable to me anymore. And uh, it was causing me nothing but frustration. And, uh, but, the which is something I encourage you to do. If you have something negative in your life, you have to get rid of it. And I did my best to get rid of it. I just said we obviously have differences of opinion now, and and I don't think we can be friends. And I don't want to be friends with you. And and that was the end of it. And I haven't been since. And I feel better about it. But we used to talk about he was in business for he is in business for himself, and we would always talk about kicking them when they're down because it's true. You know, uh, uh, the the worst people, uh, the worst credit scores in society pay the highest interest rates. Uh, you, you know, I mean, that says it all. I mean, that really says it all right there. I, I mean, you know, so the the. And the problem is, you know, think about, think about, there are so many people in the world live paycheck to paycheck and I've lived paycheck to paycheck and I haven't. And I've gone through and bought the $3 value meal that ended up costing me $38 with the overdraft fee. And don't say you haven't because it's happened to all of us probably once. And if it hasn't happened to you, then you're probably not a listener of this podcast, but good for you. But it happens. And Sam and I used to talk about that. And because it's something went through you weren't expecting and you know there are better controls in place to avoid things like that now honestly but that's happened over the last few years think about uh insurance health insurance whether or not you agree with what obama did with health insurance he finally fixed it and made it more affordable for more people yes some people suffered yes it it did some other things to the health system that had to be fixed later. Uh, but somebody did something for real for once to stop kicking people when they were down. Bill and Hillary tried and they couldn't do it. 
So turn it around. Don't kick others when they're down. Everybody deserves a bottle of water and a sandwich. When you see somebody at the corner, don't kick them when they're down. And that leads me to bitterness, frustration, bitterness and frustration versus anger. Now, I've spoken on this podcast about uh, how it's more difficult for me to deal with frustration now that I don't drink. And uh, and I experienced what I call anger for the first time. Uh, that's never led to anything physical. Uh, and and uh, uh, but it's bit me in the ass enough uh, when I don't see it coming that I know that that. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I've decided that that I'm going to go seek some uh, therapy to, to understand how to manage that better. But the. Uh, but it left me today feeling very, I wasn't angry. I was, uh, uh, I just had enough. I was a little bitter and I was a little frustrated. So whether you're a Christian or not, uh, the Bible, and I've talked about that, I consider myself a humanitarian first. The Bible outlines some good rules for treating people. And in Matthew 18, verse 15 to 17, it basically says if somebody sins against you, you know, you go to them. And then if they deny you, uh, don't want to do something about it, you go to their boss. Well, what happened to me is when I put in my request via email this morning, uh, they copied a subordinate. And it's like, you know, first of all, I hated to ask for help. I'm asking for something I know I can make good on. And you shame me further when I feel like shit enough. And I thought about that. And I thought about my mantra, personal mantra, humanity, others than yourself. And I'm an advocate for people first. So I drafted a letter to the president of that financial institution and sent it via email at what I think is his email address. And I sent it to that bank manager and that subordinate and asked him to respond because it's not about me. It is, but it's not. I said this podcast is about my recovering. A year ago, I went to this financial institution and I said, I know what I need to do to take my next steps to get straight and I need your help. What can you do for me? And they said nothing. And a year later, I raised my, I have my credit score up 200 points. 200 points. I bought a car, then refinanced it. struggling to get my house out of foreclosure and actually have a loan modification approved. If I can get all the details related to it executed. My financial institution, going back to their mission statement, our customers perceive the bank as a partner in achieving their financial goals. I've had financial goals for five years that they haven't helped me with. And now gas is four to five dollars a gallon and people are struggling. COVID provided stability and an opportunity for me, even though it did so at a at a at a lower overall income. You know, other people's lives fell apart and now they're falling apart again with Gas at $5 a gallon. Okay, I can manage that normally. I had some unexpected things happen to me uh, the last uh, couple of months as part of my recovery in real time. But at the end of the day, it doesn't affect my big picture. Other people have problems with their big picture. So, don't get angry. 
And if you do, uh, well, first of all, settle down, but do something productive with it. Stand up for what's right. Do something about it. Do it the right way. You know, I didn't go off in my letter. I spoke honestly and I'll do it again. And I didn't go and don't go out and throw it on social media. Unless you've been called out on social media, then that's another thing. Unless you can say something targeted and productive for the better of all. But my personal matter and, and how they responded. The interesting thing about it is I've had clients like this. I'm not, I said earlier, I'm not their target customer. I built the dashboards they look at. I knew what the answer was, uh, but I asked anyhow. And the point is, is, is I respect who they are. They have a niche market and a business model, which I have nothing but respect for. And I know I'm not, I don't fit that. But it's not in line with their mission statement and more of their customers are going to suffer. So it's about doing the right thing. And, you know, I needed a favor. I asked for it. Uh, uh, They didn't want to grant it. It's fine. It is what it is. But I think other people need favors. So I'm standing up for other people and asking for them. And that's what you need to do. And that's what you need to do with with anything. You know, let me wrap up with one more thought. Uh, uh, I hang out with a lot of the the millennial generation, we'll call it. And uh, and a, a little bit the generation after uh, because my daughter's in that generation and and uh, I'm basically a Gen Xer. So I can look at all these generations and I realize that in the time of Obama, um, there was a real grassroots movement to stir people and uh, uh, and especially younger people. And, and they got them out to the polls. They got them to stand up for things. Uh, Bernie brought some excitement, whether you, you like or hate him. I think he had some great ideas. I just don't think they were all practical. But the 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 but it's not even about what I think. The point is, is there was a movement. And, you know, with what's happened recently with Roe versus Wade, you see people standing up for what they believe in. That's good. And uh, you've seen with Black Lives Matter, some people standing up. There's been, uh, you know, look at the shooting in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, clearly, I mean, you know, there's so many others. I won't even name them because I know there's some controversy around them. But there's been more than one that, that it's just ridiculous. And, uh, you know, people don't save it for the extremes. That's really what I want to say. Stand up for what you believe. Live your brand, as I was saying in my last episode. Live your mantra. Do the right thing for others first. For humanity first, then others, then yourself. Give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. Don't wait for the extreme events to go do something. You know, write your senator, write your congressman, go to your city council. Uh, 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 you know, do whatever you can. Uh, uh, if if you think somebody's getting shamed at work, go to the supervisor. You know, d- you know. Do the right thing. 
do the right thing and don't be afraid to stand up. Don't be afraid to stand up for others and don't be afraid to extend your 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 views. Just always try to do it respectfully. Oh, um, and, uh, you know, uh, I can be abrasive and authoritative and uh, uh, determined and uh, and uh, I have to temper that sometimes. But I was proud of the letter I wrote today because I took their words and the truth is they wanted their customer to perceive the bank as a partner. I don't. Five years. I don't. And it's no good for other people that bank there that are going to be struggling or are. So do the right thing. Give your choices a purpose bigger than yourself. Stand up for others. Humanity first, then others, then yourself. And have a good day.